0: Welcome, everyone, to the Joint Multinational Readiness Center Train to Win podcast. I'm your host, Command Sergeant Major John Bomba, Senior Fires Enlisted Trainer here at JMRC. This month's podcast, we're going to discuss the NCO role in the Foot Artillery Command Post. With me, I have Master Sergeant Uvalde Harris and Master Sergeant Jonathan Robb, both currently serving as observers, coaches, and trainers on the Vampire Team. Gentlemen, please take a couple seconds to introduce yourself.
1: Roger right, so Major. My son Harris, first name Uvaldi. I am the operations sergeant of OCT for the Vampire Team. I got 36 months of first son time. Um, I did my first son time in Fort Wainwright, Alaska and Fort Hood, Texas. Hey,
2: good morning to, or evening to everyone. I am Master Sergeant Jonathan Robb, the Headquarters Battery First Sergeant OCT here for the Vampire Team. I also have 36 months of First Sergeant time. Uh, Mine's a little bit different. I range from the Battery to the 8th Army to the USFK level in Korea. Uh, It's a pleasure to be here and look forward to the discussion. Absolutely, looking forward to the discussion. First things first, uh, let me apologize to
0: Master Sergeant Harris for messing his name up twice. I apologize. So, for today's podcast, we'll be discussing the overall responsibilities of personnel assigned to the command post. Although our current doctrine doesn't distinguish between officer and NCO roles, it does, however, highlight the six major functions of FACP. Today, we'll discuss six major functions in addition to discussing how schools play a role in the success of an NCO in a command post. So without further ado, I will break down the six major functions and then we'll take it from there, gentlemen. All right, the first function is to maintain contact and coordination with higher adjacent subordinate units. Second is to adjust current FA support plans and plan future operations. Third one, receive, analyze, and disseminate tactical information both vertically and horizontally. The fourth one, maintain situational awareness, graphics, and reports. Fifth one, request and synchronize combat, combat service, and combat service support for the battle. And the final one is coordinating the delivery of fires, which we know all too often. All right, uh, moving right along. First one we're going to talk about, that's Sergeant Rob. In your opinion, what are some ways that NCOs ensure contact is maintained with higher adjacent subordinate units, basically maintaining that
2: contact? I appreciate it, Sergeant Major. Uh, I think first and foremost is PMCS. PMCS has been taught to us. From the earliest stages of our career, and very beneficial and important in our careers as we go up, especially in regards to the CP, as far as communication and warfighting functions. We all know we are the keepers, as NCOs, of our equipment and operational functions. As officers, more to more focused on the mission and the intent. Okay. We are facilitating that. We are making sure that happens and gets done. But um, that is first and foremost. What do you think, Battle?
1: Hey, Roger something, Aja. Uh, also, I need to add to that is uh, not just PMCS equipment. We also need to maintain PMCS of ourselves. Uh, we tend to hold a lot of knowledge, but um, that knowledge that we gain, uh, we not maintaining or quickly um, attaining that knowledge. Um, but I do also see um, another method of to, to maintain and to share contact is briefings. Um, the way we hold our briefs, uh, also the rock drills, rock drills definitely play a, a, a big factor, especially when it comes to any type of big missions that may be, be coming up.
0: All right. I, I see where you're coming from. Uh, Sergeant Rob. you mentioned PMCS far too often here at JMRC. We see units come here with one plan and one plan alone. Um, PMCS does play a big part. More importantly is the ownership of that PMCS. Uh, communication platforms, it's not like we keep extras, right? It's it's not like firing pins or anything that we use on the gun line. So, first off, it's two-part. Understand pmcs in your equipment and understanding your equipment, right? right. Uh, far too often, we've seen single points of failure. Hey, what is wrong with this system? Oh, I don't know. So-and-so is the expert. Well,
2: where is so-and-so? So-and-so is resting. So... Roger I think I think uh, I think you bring up a real good point because um, there's no contingency plan. There you go, and that's the biggest one of the biggest fallbacks I think that we we have at our level that we've seen come across uh, JMRC, um, and they, you know to help battle that is is incorporating battle drills from sensor to shooter. Okay, I think that's very important, and then you identify those deficiencies. Uh, and fail-safe. And you, you 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 bring a fail-safe to the fight to ensure that the communication process still works. I completely agree with you, right? Um, by nature, F.A., we always
0: have single independent checks, right? It's constantly preached to us. Why
2: should our equipment be any different? Great points, gentlemen. Thank Roger. you. Roger. Hey, I had one more thing to add. Uh, understanding understanding what, what available resources you have. Um, and mainly what I'm talking about is, is what, are, what are the assets afforded to you at the CP level? And one of them would be a, a brigade retrans. Okay. Uh, and proper emplacement of that. So knowing that in coordination with the the CP and your firing batteries is another
1: key thing that we need to basically look at. Absolutely, great point. great point. And when he talks about that too, Sergeant Major, that plays a factor in the command post. Um, and that's called reassurance, you know, and as an operation NCO, that is something that, you know, we have to ensure that those, that information is properly in place on the map. Every map or whatever or graphics okay. is constantly updated so that, you know, that subordinate unit or that um, that the adjacent unit, whoever that's around you is aware of uh, locations also.
0: All right, gentlemen, I appreciate that. And moving along to our second topic, um, which is the adjust current F.A. support plans and plan future operations. So understanding the here and now, and also understanding what's going to happen tomorrow or the day after. Um, what do you have to say about that, Mr. Harris? Roger,
1: Roger, Saw Major. Um, to understand the both, I, I think it's going to be uh, a way to say a healthy and a balanced uh, um operation. In order for us to do that, you know, we got to think about the strengthness, and we also got to think about the weakness. Um, I also like to add constant dedication and hard work plays a big factor when it comes to um, maintaining a a healthy and a balanced um, operations. Um, Also understanding that every plan, every method and also ideas uh, will always come with improvements. Um, if you don't have the ability to, um, to improve, you know, um, then, you know, you, you might as well feel like you, 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 uh, succeeded, but hey, everything comes with a, uh, improvement.
2: Okay. I appreciate that. you have anything to add there, Master Sergeant Ron? Hey, uh, Sergeant Major. Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, Master Harry made some good points, uh, sharing the workload, uh, with the individuals in the CP is, 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 very important uh leadership needs to understand that us as ncos are competent and trained to execute the duties just as they are um i think uh another big thing is the mdmp and ipb process Uh, it needs to be emphasis more at the NCOEs pds uh levels uh i myself as an alc instructor uh, and we're talking you know uh, uh couple of days ago just a couple just a couple of days ago <laughs> um well from 2010 to 2014 and the poi may have changed since then but as a 13 bravo we were only subjected to four hours of mdmp training where the fisters received a whole 40-hour block it's, um that's a major gap right there yeah roger that's our major uh and i you know I, um I think it doesn't prepare us as NCOs at a staff level um, correctly if we're not. So you bring up a great point. Um, with that being
0: said, the comparison of a 13 Bravo, which you said was four hours versus a 13 Fox, which is 40 hours. Is is that what you said? Roger, Major. Okay. Um, so with that gap itself, what do you think our NCOs can do to better understand MDMP, and IPB?
1: Uh, so I take that one. Um, I think where I learned as a 13 Bravo is that, you know, a lot of that education was given, well, I was taught with NCOES schools. Um, I learned it that way uh, once I uh, contained the knowledge and understand the resources of it. It also took a lot of dedication for me to read and study um, because after the, I I left the school and I was back on the line so I was back at a battery okay so I didn't get the experience to be inside a talk or you know work in in staff sections but um, I was I was a platoon sergeant okay and I was a uh, in the first sergeant so that's where I I was at majority of my military career so I didn't have that opportunity to actually sit in a staff uh, environment to kind of get that understanding or that picture of things. You, you
0: bring up a great point. So, um, going back to what Master Rob said, if we don't pick this up during NCOPDS, the only time we will pick it up is if we want to pick it up. If we want to understand what our function is or what our role is, is in the FACP, we have to take the time, invest the time
2: in our own. For our own personal development. Initiative. Roger, take the initiative.
0: Okay. You know, Interesting point. I, I appreciate that.
2: And by doing so, I mean really uh it, it gives us a better balance between co-ops and foo ops. Um the bottom line up front as an NCO that understands and incorporates the MPD MDMP process becomes more of an asset and combat multiplier to the you know, the battery battalion, brigade level. Spot on, spot on. I appreciate that. All right,
0: uh, moving right along. Our third topic, receive, analyze, disseminate tactical information vertically and horizontally. Understanding in a CP, everybody has primary roles and responsibilities, but how do we as NCOs ensure that that information that we are receiving, analyzing, disseminating goes according to plan?
1: Oh, sorry, Major. I want to say that, you know, this is a shared responsibility. Um, I do think that not only the NCO that's in the command post is, on the, is the only one receiving a lot of this information. Okay. Um, so I think once the information has been received by an RTO or whoever, um, okay. that RTO would make sure that it's been noted down and then that, that information be passed off to the personnel that's in charge of that of the talk or, or, the, or the command post okay um, and then that command post they the the officer and that NCO will sit down and take notes and um, basically break down the, the, the information so that that information can be passed off to the subordinate units
0: okay
2: that's all right do you have anything to add there
1: yeah, I think uh, Messer and Harris came up with some good
2: points. I, I think also we need to utilize uh, the talent management. You know, uh, for the uh, selecting the ops, operations NCO. Uh, of course, someone that has a, has been the battle staff would be ideal. But all too often you see people that go to their schools and but their heart's not in it. They're not motivated or, or you know, to want to be there and be effective as a as a as a operations NCO. So I think that's something we need to look at as far as talent management. So our major, uh regardless, the ops must have a relative understanding and the full spectrum operations. The ops NCO should also be able to collect and disseminate information to all parties and understand those capabilities referring to managing and capabilities. As the ops NCO, you're expected to work hand in hand with the three and to be the voice of reason at times. Okay. So being steadfast. And not timid is another key trait that an Ops NCO should
0: have. Okay, um, you mentioned talent management. Far too often we see this. Um, you mentioned it earlier. We identify an individual to go to battle staff. So we identify the talent. However, I, I would question the fact that is it just talent management or is timing also a factor in identifying individuals for battle staff?
1: So I mean, I want to say... Um I want to say talent, because uh, time, you know, even though you have all that time, uh, you got people with great, great skill sets. Um, and those skill sets, you know, d- depends on your leadership. Mm-hmm. So um, not just going off what he was saying, what um, my son, Rao was saying about just the Operation NCO himself. Uh, you, There's a lot of staff sections in, 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 when it comes to the command post, and each of them has an NCO. Okay. And every one of those NCO has experience to and, and, and is well knowledgeable to that their counterpart has full trust in them. Um, and there's times where that NCO may be lacking that knowledge. And that's just based off MOS relation. And if his MOS says he's, he's part of S2, then, hey, he's going to be part of S2. Okay. But how well is his his skill set? Gentlemen, you bring up great points
0: Um, talking about the reception of information. I could tell you from my own experience, some of the best units that come through JMRC have battle drills in place that you could tell it wasn't put together, you know, prior to their rotation. They've been working together um, several months and it shows. I mean, there are some times where you walk into a CP and all the individuals are in there. Fighting for space in the CP, but not understanding what their actual role is. Whereas some units come here and there is little to no talking involved, but steps are still or action is still happening. Um, I don't I, I don't know. Based on your experience, what do you feel about that? Roger,
1: I, can, I can basically say just send it here as an OC, um, you know, with the units that I have, you know, had the opportunity to OC since I've been here. Um, and I'm going to go back with to operation uh, okay. nco. Um, so, um, I had where it came to where I had a strong operation nco uh-huh. and I had went to one that's, that was not even strong. Um, so that led to me saying, Hey, I'm going to have to put a lot of attention to the one that's, that is not fully engaged in his duties and responsibilities as a operation NCO but the individual that that has a much stronger suit, you know? I wasn't as fully engaged, but I was there enough to make sure that he understand certain points that he need to cover daily and make sure that he's aware of those daily. Um, but that goes back to that experience. That onus. Right. Right. So, I me. Mean,
0: okay. Okay.
1: Great points. All right. Um,
0: we're going to move right along. So, the fourth topic is maintaining situational awareness graphics and reports. Going back to that, like I said earlier, um, you could tell units that come here rehearsed, have been working together, and the difference between units that come here piecemealed and, oh, by the way, you're going up to the CP for this rotation. So uh, what are your thoughts on better ways or identifying ways that units can maintain situational awareness, NCOs in particular, to the
2: graphics and reports that are received in that CP? It's how I'll chime in on this uh, digital platform. I mean, we're digital age, right? So everything's digital, digital, digital. I remember one of my NCOs saying, hey, get out of that manual mindset. Everything's digital. You cannot get away from the manual aspect. You have to. You can. You can. It enhances. Right. The digital. Okay. You, you can utilize your digital platforms. Okay. Right. Are great. But most successful practices I've seen uh, have used a manual
0: system also as a backup. Spot on, you're you're talking about a backup, right? And I I could tell you um, 24 years of experience, our foundation was degraded operations, right? And then we started evolving with this technology, our digital capabilities. Then it got to the point where we lost the ability to operate in a degraded environment. All right. And here we are 2021. I could see where we're trying to get back to those what you talk about systems, right? When all else fails, our digital systems will go down. What do we do then? Uh, Master and Harris, what do you have there?
1: The biggest to that? thing is, um, Major, um, leadership just got to stop, get away with fear. Um, because okay. you know, yes, digital. I understand it. We trust it, but you got to go back to all the doctrine. Because you know, you, you're gonna learn more from old ways sometimes. Okay. You know, you're not gonna always. You know, new ways not gonna always be successful. You know, you gotta go back to those old principles, those old guidelines. You know, to help make things uh, kind of flow. You know, smoothly. That way, you know, you can see. You know, th- those. Responsibilities that you may be missing. Um, and then, you know, also, you know, that kind of put a, a, a pattern in place for you you know, moving forward.
0: That's all Rob. I see you have
2: something to add here. And so, so basically I just kind of want to just like emphasize that, um, uh, getting away from just the digital aspect and, and this kind of is going a little bit far to the left, but I could tell you from personal experience, uh going to Afghanistan with triple sevens and everything was digital, right? We had uh-huh. the new digital MSCs on the, on the triple seven. And that was that first, that first uh, input of the triple seven. And it did not, the MSC on that gun did not survive the heat. So guess what uh, Staff Sergeant Rob was doing at that time. I was shooting degraded. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um. So we, so digital is great. But I, I just honestly, and we look at that with FDC, too. FDC, when you look at FATAS, when you bump from FATAS to FATAS to, FATAS to, FATAS to this, the, the Centaurs, uh, where are we at with charts and darts? Absolutely. And I know I'm going far and left, Sergeant Major. I just think that we have to have that fail-safe, that contingency, to and, and that know-how to utilize uh, a manual system. So CPOFs are great for digital. Uh I think that captures the whole story. I think most of the successful CPs I've seen had a storyboard and CPOF ready to go, right? And, okay, and, okay. and up and running. And, and that, that basically uh, updated information across the board. I completely agree with you. Um, you talk about CPOF, but
0: the reality is we're going to be fighting in a denied environment. So mm-hmm. how well is your CPOF exactly. in a denied environment? So going back to your original point, yes, we have to have systems in place to backup systems to ensure that we maintain that situa- situational awareness with our graphics and reports great points gentlemen uh, moving moving along we're going to uh, <clears throat> our fifth topic which is request and synchronize combat combat support and combat service support for the battlefield for the battle um, this near and dear right it affects everybody during rotation what's going on around you what assets you have all this stuff is important and we see it time and time again throughout these rotations. Master Harris, what, what is your opinion of this?
1: Um, in order for us to stay synchronized on uh, some major, it's going to require a lot of rehearsal training coaching. Uh, also as a NCO, um, I need to receive, I need to have a be- good understanding of the task that's been given because I can't really sync anybody if I don't have understanding of the task I can't sync with anybody if 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 I haven't got a clear if I haven't received it clearly. So, you know, I think those are the, the five things that kind of stuck with me when it comes to synchronizing with, uh, you know.
0: Okay. Mastermind, Rob, you have anything to add there? I, I think uh, Mastermind Harris captured uh, exactly what I would have said. Hey, that's spot on, right? For synchronizing. Knowing what's going on, situational awareness is important, is extremely important, especially during a rotation. Fighting a battle in JMRC, versus fighting a battle in ntc completely different animals right um for example the terrain here is unforgiving well terrain in ntc is also unforgiving but there's a lot more of it versus here with this congested area so understanding who's to your left who's to your right is key to your success in the cp all right our final topic is the coordination of delivery of fires that's pretty much our bread and butter. That's what we're getting paid for. Everybody in CP, regardless of weapon systems, we have to be able to coordinate the delivery of fires. Sergeant Harris, what do you have to add on this?
1: Uh, for deliberate fires, Sergeant Major, my biggest take on that is basically coordination. Is um, you know ensuring that we have the proper information that we need to guide us before we even deliver anything out. So um, that that is my biggest thing on that,
0: So yeah, uh, quick recap. The six topics that we discussed were maintain contact coordination with higher adjacent subordinate units, adjust current FA support plans, and plan future ops, receive, analyze, disseminate tactical information, maintain situational awareness and graphics and reports, request and synchronize combat, combat service, combat service support for the battle, and the final one being coordinating the delivery of fires. Like I said, that's what we get paid to do. That's what we do every single day. Moving along, we're going to go ahead and talk about two key Schools that are extremely important for NCOs in a CP. Two schools are Battlestaff NCO course, which we talked about briefly earlier, and the FA Master Gunner course. Battlestaff NCO is a talent management issue or something to consider, um, and the FA Master Gunner course, which, by the way, is increasing their throughput. So we will be able to put more and more NCOs through the FA Master Gunner course here shortly. Master Sergeant Harris, um, what do you think, in your opinion, what is the importance of the Battle Staff NCO course, having been through yourself?
1: Roger right, Sergeant Major, uh, so the importance of Battle Staff, it provides tools necessary for us to learn specific staff duties and become familiar with the duties of other staff sections. It also provides technical and tactical curriculum relevant to the missions, duties, and responsibilities assigned to Battle to battle staff members in a battalion and brigade level unit awesome so <clears throat> i talked about the fa
0: master gunner course and the of course digital master gunner course um we are in the process the fa community is in the process of revamping these um i know i could tell you from when i went through several years ago there hasn't been much change to, to the actual course itself but, uh, Master
2: Rob, what do you think Master Gunners bring to the table, bring to the CP, if you will? Master Gunner. I tell you, that, that is a gem right there. Uh, Master Gunner is the sight bubble site to the certification and validation of the battalion. Um, they also standardize processes to ensure safe firing capabilities uh, and that they are not Compromised. Um, in some cases, the Mike Mike Goff may be substituted as the battle NCO and the CP, but the ops NCO is the primary for this position. I think that's a big problem. I've seen it in, in my past where the Mike Goff is sitting there as a, as a, a battle staff NCO, yeah, and that's not his job. That's not he's not being utilized correctly. Okay, um, the Mike Goff should be out there circulating the battlefield. So our major and in insurance standards are maintained. Absolutely. Um, but I think that is, my, my goal it is is one of the most important roles in a battalion as far as an NCO, in my opinion. So our major.
0: Absolutely. Family. So, I mean, like we said, two two recommended schools for an NCO success in the CP are Battle Staff NCO and F.A. Master Gutter Course. Do you gentlemen agree i agree
2: I guess I mean it.
0: <clears throat> all right team uh, in closing i appreciate your time for listening to this podcast as we discuss the nco role in the fa command post i hope this podcast assisted with your understanding of nco duties and roles in relation to the cp thank you